Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Hey guys, praise the Lord, man. I miss you guys. You know, I was thinking about that today. I really do. Um, it's been so um, it's been so awesome to be able to come to you through all the technology. But man, I miss seeing your face. I miss connecting with you. But how many of you know, I really believe that we're getting closer to congregating together. And we have one service, amen? 1030 this week, powerful service to be together. But I know in times we're living in, you know, we've been a little separated in physical form, but we've never been more together in internet form, amen, <laughs> praise the Lord, we're zooming, we're calling, we're talking, we're doing everything we can to stay connected, and we're doing a great job. I want you guys to know that I am so proud of you for connecting to one another. I've gotten so many testimonies of just people encouraging the body of believers to stay connected through the phone calls, through the Zooms, through the prayer groups. Prayer groups are really, really, really um, important necessity in the times and seasons that we're living in right now. So join a prayer group, connect, find out more, more information about that if you're interested, because I really believe God is going to do something tremendous in this season of prayer. Man, I'm so excited for you guys. I appreciate our relevant family, um, just doing everything you're doing, making a difference, um, not just in our community, but we're making a difference around the world, and it's because of what you're doing with us together. So praise the Lord. We miss you guys, but you know, I, I know everybody's doing well. We've been doing really, really well staying connected. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to read something to you. How many are you excited about giving? Amen. I know you're excited about giving. I'm excited about giving. My giving gives me access to God's greater blessing. I love this. It says, oh, I wrote something down here. God says in Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, he said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Remember, it's, it's common for us maybe not to think like God, but we're not common people. We're supernatural people, so we have to choose to think like God, okay? God tells us, my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens and the earth are higher, for as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are are higher than your thoughts. What is he saying? Keep this in mind. The biblical way that God transforms our mind when it comes to the arena of finances, number one, we have to get God's idea on biblical prosperity. Okay? Now, I just want you to pull that in for a minute. What do you mean? He said, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours. So we got to start thinking what God wants us to think about biblical prosperity if we're ever going to be a partaker of the prosperity that God has for us. Keep this in mind. God wants us to transform the way we think. He wants to transform the way we think about finances and, and put this scriptural concept and program it in. What is that? We must daily reinforce and challenge some of the thoughts we have about prosperity. Because how many of you know the Bible says this? And this is what it says. God said that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. God wants to lavish 
you with the prosperity lifestyle. Amen? It is a prosperity gospel. It's the truth. God wants you to prosper. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper spirit, soul, and body. That means prosper in every area. Prosper spiritually, prosper naturally, and prosper financially. Amen? That means what? He wants us to start thinking his thoughts about prosperity. And God's thoughts about prosperity is that you have overflow, that you have abundance, that you have plenty. Amen? You have more than enough. He says he gives seed to the sower. So now what I want you to do is I want you to start taking some of these biblical truths and transfer them over into your way of thinking. Did you get that? That's our point we're looking at right now. I got to think about money the way God thinks about money. And man, religion doesn't think about money the way God thinks about money. It's the truth. That's why you get a lot of push sometimes in religious arenas because it's got, it takes prosperity out of its right place and puts it in a place it should never have been before. What did, I'm going to ask you this question. What did Jesus, not theory, not thinking, not people, what did Jesus say about your prosperity? Well, I got news for you. There's a lot of stuff he said, and it's all good. And this is what you say. Well, that ain't what I think. Exactly. That's why he said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. And the way I want to prosper you might not be the way you planned it. But guess what? It's still waiting for you. So I want you to do this. I want you to take some time this week to look at your position of prosperity. Man, what do I really believe about God prospering my life? What do I really believe about God doing supernatural stuff in my life? What do I really believe about God's financial plan for my life? I promise you this, it's going to be life-changing when you get there. We've got a lot of great ways for you to give here at Relevant. They're going to pop them up on the screen right there for you to see them. How many of you know you could always give through the website at relevantfl.org slash giving. That's one of the easiest ways to give. You could put an online account there. It's easy. Amen. And one of the other ways is text to give. A lot of people like the text to give. It's on the screen right there. You could see it, 386-968-1103. 386-968-1103. And then our cash app has been there conveniently for you. If that Whatever way is the way you like is the best way. Amen. That's what I always like to say. I don't know how people like to do it. You can just do the cash app sign, dollar sign over there at the cash app. And you can do that right there. It's all on the screen. And then, of course, you can mail your gift to the church here at 920 Bevel Road. Amen. Listen, I want to pray for your opportunity of giving. Father, I thank you for each and every person giving at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, it makes a way. And Father, I pray that your ideas of prosperity become their thoughts on prosperity. Your thinking becoming our thinking in the arena of sowing, in the arena of reaping. Let us be empowered to see what you see and sow like you sow. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray, and everybody said Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Man, guys, we have been in a great series on Wednesdays about, we've been talking about honor, the creating the culture of honor. Man, what, what a powerful month we've been in. But one of the things I've been talking about Wednesdays about, and I really feel like I want to run on this track, is this, is that some seasons of life, 
it may look like we're getting overwhelmed with situations and circumstances or things might try to be holding us back or we might want to make some really good growth some really good growth gains um growing spiritually growing in the word growing in god you know a lot of times in the church we 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 use terminology that sometimes like what do you mean growing in god i mean this man i see stuff in the bible that i want to see in my life how do i get there how do i answer the questions of here's where i am and here's where i want to be and I got to kind of fill it in. And I don't maybe understand it. I'm going to give you some powerful truths this whole month that are going to help you be not overwhelmed, but be an overcomer in the area of growth in your Christian walk. Amen? I mean, I really like it. Man, today, I got a scripture for you. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 14 I want you to look at this. I put it in the ESV. We could read it in the King James, whatever translation you have. Look what it says. He canceled the record of our charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. Man, that is so good. That's the NLT. ESV says it like this. Same way, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this he set aside, nailing it to the cross. Man, and I started thinking about this, and this is really powerful. I want you to really pull this in. The record of our rebellion has been canceled. Write that down. Man, that is so powerful. The record of our rebellion has been canceled. And today I'm going to talk to you, how do I become an overcomer of some of the guilt that I've walked through carrying in life? Today we're going to overcome guilt we're going to face it head on, and we're going to destroy it because we know that Jesus Christ is greater in us than the process that's in the world trying to stop us from the greatness that God has given us. I'm telling you guys today, share this message right now. If you haven't shared it, share it right now. We are going to help some people overcome guilt. Each one of us carries guilt sometimes, and maybe we don't even know it. Guilt of past mistakes, guilt of not making the right decisions, guilt of just carrying burdens we should not have been carrying. And I got some scriptures for you, but this really got me. This really challenged me. The record of my rebellion has been canceled. Man, listen to this. By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, he set aside nailing it to the cross. And I kind of got a visual. I want to read it in the Passion Translation because it's so strong, it just expounds a little more. This is what Jesus did for me and you. My God, our God is so good, amen? I'm just gonna, I want you to, I'm not just reading the Bible to you, I'm really speaking faith-filled words into your spirit. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by this word. I promise you guys, you take this word and connect it, mixing it with faith, it can produce, it's alive, it could change your life forever. He canceled out, listen what it says, Colossians 2.14 in the Passion. He canceled out every legal violation we had on our record, that old arrest warrant that stood to indict us. He erased it all, our sins, our stained soul. My God, stained soul. Isn't that good? Man, my soul, I mess. We did, we, we, were, we were separated. Some of the things that we did, he deleted it all. 
and they cannot be retrieved. My God, isn't that good news? That's how God, this is part of what we said. God's ways ain't my ways. Amen. God's thoughts are not my thoughts. They're higher. Start thinking at a higher level. Everything we once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently there as a public display of cancellation. Man, that is so good. And I started thinking about something. The legal demands of our rebellion have been paid for by what Jesus did on the cross. That is not a license for me and you to go sin. That's a license for me and you to be in service. Gives us the power over the things trying to hold us back. And what I kind of got a visual of, and and I wrote this down, was if you could, it says this, the record of debt. So it's kind of like God took all the paperwork and kind of folded it up. Like, can you imagine like a list of all my debts I owed on a paper? And he kind of just folded it up and put it in Jesus' palm. And God drove a nail through your guilt because he took it to the cross. It's a visual I can't shake. And I want you to see it like I just said it because you'll never be the same again. It's like folding a piece of paper with all the, all the lists. Some of us got like a notebook. You know what I mean? <laughs> all these things. And Jesus just put it in his palm. And God drove a nail through your guilt, through your shame. And today I want you to know you can live guilt-free because of the power of what Jesus did on the cross. The Bible says in Galatians that Jesus redeemed me from the curse, becoming a curse for me. He took it on him so I don't have to take it on me. We can be victorious over the guilt of life and the pain of life. Listen to some of these scriptures. This is one of the things I want you to know. You have authority over guilt. That's what our series has been about, having authority over guilt, having authority over worry. We've been in a series of authority, walking in authority, submitting to authority, subjecting ourselves to authority. But how many know you don't have to be overwhelmed with the situations of life because you've been given authority to become an overcomer in every situation? You have authority over guilt. Look at Psalm 38.4 in the Passion Bible. Uh, This is so good. I'll tell you what, I got excited when I read this one because in the Passion Translation, it just reads a little better. It says it like this in Psalm 38.4 in the Passion. It says, I'm overwhelmed. Man, oh man. It says, I am overwhelmed, swamped, and submerged beneath the heavy burden of my guilt. Man, guys, doesn't it sound like some seasons of life, right? Like, oh, my God. Now, listen, there's no condemnation, but there's some of this stuff. We had it from Adam. You know what I mean? We're guilt-ridden because of sin. We've created it by not following God. Come on, we all did it, right? We've made some <laughs> poor decisions that have made us feel like, oh, my gosh, I got some, I got some stuff I got to fix. Listen to what the Word of God says. Guilt starts becoming a heavy burden and it clings to me. Listen to this. I'm overwhelmed, swamped, submerged 
beneath the heavy burden of my guilt. Now we're not even just talking about the guilt that came from the fall. How, many, how much guilt have I created in my life by not making some right decisions? Okay, let's just leave it at that. Let's just leave it there. It clings to me and won't let me go. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, guilt, right? Let's get rid of this thing. So what do we got to understand? Man, sometimes in life, we don't make the best decisions. You say, Pastor Chris, you don't make the best decisions? No, I don't make the best decisions sometimes. Sometimes my life just gets a little bit off track because I make wrong decisions. Sometimes stuff just happens in life that gets a little weird. That's why I want you to look. I got in the Living Bible. I don't know if that, that's going to be able to work out for us. But in Proverbs 28, 13, in the Living Bible, there's going to be a scripture there that's going to set you free. Because what you and me need to know more than anything is we're going to make some mistakes on this Christian journey. I'm going to have some ideas or some, some stuff, but I've got to learn how to overcome guilt that's clinging to me. So usually what happens is this, we make mistakes. And when we make mistakes, we get guilty for the mistakes that we've made. Maybe you've wasted seasons of your life. Maybe you've made some decisions outside the will of God. This is not the, you know, the church says, well, you're teaching people. No, no, no. This is how we help people become stronger in the truth that we can overcome. But some people are just guilt-ridden, stunk, don't know how to change their life. Today, I'm going to show you how to overcome and nail guilt to the cross. How do I become an overcomer of the guilt I may be carrying? But I'll tell you, share this message. It's going to set people free. A lot of people dealing with, with, with a posture of guilt for something they did years ago, and it's affecting their today. Got some powerful truths in this. Listen to what it says here in Proverbs 28, 13, Living Bible. It says, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. Man, oh my gosh, isn't that wild? Man, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. But if he confesses and forsakes them, he gets another chance. My God, now we got it in the King James, but in the living Bible, just listen to me. It says there, it says, he that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsake them shall have mercy. That's good too. But living Bible just reads a little bit easier. It says, a man who refuses to admit his mistakes can never be successful. Wow, that's kind of locked you in. He says, man, if you're not going to admit you made mistakes, you can't really have success in the future. But if you, can if you confess them and forsake them, what's that mean? Leave them behind. He gets another chance. Man, isn't that so good? God wants to give you a brand new beginning. Praise the Lord. Look at this, what it says here. This is what we have to understand. Guilt, guilt, Jesus took our guilt to the cross. That's what I said to you. It was like having the paperwork in his hand. And as, as we could say this, and when God... God, now you got to understand, God crucified Jesus Christ for our sake, but Jesus had that paperwork in his hand, and as they nailed it to the cross, he took your guilt on him, your shame. And we're going to talk about all that, because you have authority over guilt. Why are we in this series right now? We're in this series because what I want you to know is this, is that you don't ever have to feel guilty another day of your life, because Jesus took it to the cross. Look what it says in, the, I have in, in Isaiah 53, 5, and the Amplified. My God. But he who was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our guilt. 
and iniquities. You see that right there? He took our guilt on him. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Man, praise God. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. The Lord has made, and the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all. Did you get that right there? And the Lord has made to light upon him the guilt and iniquity of us all. So what's that mean? He took our guilt and he took our iniquity and he put it on him. Our sin, our shame, all that stuff, and put it on him so we don't have to carry it. So if Jesus took it, why are you carrying it? Come on. If Jesus took it on him, you don't have to carry it no more. So I'm going to give you some powerful ways to overcome some guilt you might be feeling in your life. God is always ready to give you another chance. You know how? By giving you a new beginning. Man, that is so good. You say, well, God, do I get another chance? Nah, God's like, forget it. Let's just give you a new beginning. This way we don't have nothing to go looking back to. That's the, one of the greatest opportunities Christians get, Christianity has given us. We get to start a brand new beginning, amen, because every day his mercy's new. We've all been irresponsible. We've all messed it up. We've all missed the mark. We're all not perfect, but here's the good news. Now, to, listen to what it says, Ecclesiastes 7.20 and the NLT. I'm going to give you a minute to get that one. That was kind of hidden in there. The Bible even tells us this in Ecclesiastes 7.20. What's it say? Not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. <laughs> that's a good one, ain't it? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I mean, somebody's like, well, I'm, that's going to be my new scripture verse. <laughs> I'm going to get me an index card with that right there. Ecclesiastes 720 NLT. Not a single person on earth is always good and never sins. That's what happens, guys. We miss it. We miss the mark. We're trying. You know, the Bible even says, and you don't have to go there in Romans 8 and 1, it says the person that tries to walk after the Spirit he's free but the person that willfully just wants to go out and not try to figure it out he's in trouble amen so let's try to put our best spiritual foot forward amen i probably you know what? i'm having fun with god i want to give you something um man i want to give you something i'm going to give you this psalms 40 12 in the message this is powerful i want you to pull this in but i really then i want to really expound something to you about what i really feel god does and embrace the journey okay Look at this right here. It says, when troubles ganged up on me, I know we got to go a little bit further, but I got it there. When troubles ganged up on me, a mob of sins passed counting. <laughs> oh, my God. I was so swamped by guilt, I couldn't see my way clear. Some of you are like, I feel, I feel you, brother. No, listen. When troubles ganged up on me, a mob of sins passed counting. I was so swamped by guilt, I couldn't see my way clear. More guilt in my heart than hair on my head. He was talking about it. He's like, look, man, I'm burdened by this. So heavy, the guilt that my heart gave out. I'll tell you right here now, that's a, that's a tough spot to be. God doesn't want you living with heavy guilt or having a, 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 a guilt trip about all the irresponsibility. Now, I'm going to say something here. Somebody's guilt was created by your irresponsibility. Now, this is where we grow. But, man, can you, can I, this is where I'm going to pause. And I got one next week. Man, God in heaven, you got to watch this. Just pause. You know, like you hit the pause, pause. Like freeze me, like pause. Pause, okay? Just pause for a minute. Can you start embracing this journey with God? 
Because some of it's just flat out funny. I'm being serious now. Now listen, God knows what he's dealing with. You're, you remember, put your sign up. I'm not fully complete. I'm still a work in progress. Just, now listen, I'm not talking about willfully sinning and, and living in that. You know me better than that. But what I'm saying is, can you embrace the process that sometimes I've been a little irresponsible? I have been. Sometimes I'm making decisions that I know I shouldn't be making. I've done that. But guess what? As God starts working this progress of growth and showing me how to use my authority over stuff that was keeping me held back and maybe keeping you held bound, you're going to learn how to be an overcomer. Some of these things you didn't know how to overcome, but we're giving you some powerful truths to show you how to overcome in every area of life by using your authority. God doesn't want you living with a heavy guilt trip. He doesn't want you looking. Guilt destroys confidence, okay? Write this down. There's some damages that God, this is why God wants you to get rid of the guilt uh, uh, that maybe some of you have been carrying, more so than maybe you understand. Guilt robs you of confidence. It makes you feel insecure and creates worry. Guilt robs you. This is a takeaway. Take this. Why is guilt so bad? It robs me of confidence. I like to call it Godfidence. Amen? What do you mean Godfidence? Well, sometimes I got to have confidence in God to work in my life. And when I have guilt in my heart, it robs me of my Godfidence to knowing God is with me, even though I've made some mistakes. Maybe even though I made some decisions I shouldn't have made. Now, I understand this, and we're going to show you how to deal with some of this stuff. It robs me of confidence and makes me feel insecure in areas of my life. It destroys your confidence. You know, there's a story in the Bible in Mark chapter 2 and verse 1. I put it in there, and I want you to look at this. I, I want you to look at, y'all know the story about the paralytic man being let down from the roof. But I want to read it, and I want you to see this in Amplify because it overexpounds where the man was maybe hung up. And I want you just to see this from a different angle of God moving in your life. And Jesus, having returned to Capernaum, after some days it was rumored about that he was in the house, it says probably Peter's, so many people gathered together that there was no longer room for them, not even around the door. And he was discussing the word. Then they came, bringing a paralytic to him who had been picked up and was being carried by four men. When they could not get him to a place in the front of Jesus because of the throng. They dug through the roof above him. When they had scooped out an opening, they let down the thickly padded quilt or mat upon which the paralyzed man lay. Why don't you look at verse 5 just real close here. And when Jesus saw their faith, their confidence in God through him, he said to the paralyzed man, Son, your sins are forgiven you and put away. That is... The penalty is remitted and the sense of guilt removed. Man, that is so good. And you are made upright and in right standing with God. That's the power. So when Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you. Remember, Jesus uses this interchangeably in the Bible. He says, what's it easier for me to say? They, the, the Pharisees kind of called him out one time. 
when it was healing people. And they said, how can you forgive a man's sin? Jesus said, what's it easier for me to say? Thy sins are forgiven or take up your bed and walk. Healing. Got to understand something. Salvation and healing was provided because of what Jesus did on the cross. That's what he's saying here. You don't have to have this sense of guilt anymore because I took your guilt and really God nailed your guilt to my hand. I took your ordinance. You don't have to live like this. That is the penalty is remitted. The sense of guilt has been removed. This man maybe was walking in this position and you know he got healed. They had confidence. They had the confidence in God. But look at this. The penalty is remitted, and the sense of guilt is gone. That's what he was saying. He was expounding when he said, your sins are forgiven you. When Jesus said, your sins are forgiven you, he basically is saying, the guilt has been removed. You don't have to live guilty anymore. I took your guilt on me because you've been acquitted. This is the important thing. A lot of times in life, we don't realize this, that guilt is destroying my confidence. Another thing that we do when we're guilty is this. It damages the next. It damages relationships in our life. Amen. That's our takeaway, man. If you're walking around guilty, it's affecting the way you respond to other people. It makes me respond to people in the wrong way. You know, one of the things we 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 say, you know, I heard Doc say. He said, "Don't punish the people of your future because of the people of your past." That's what guilt sometimes does. It puts us in a place where we're punishing the people of today because of the people of yesterday. Man, that's, guys, listen, I'm being sensitive to where you're at right now. I know some people have been really living under the burden of guilt. Man, pastor, I, I made mistakes. I did the wrong thing. I shouldn't have did this. Jesus took that to the cross. Some of you willfully didn't know. You walked down the road. It's like, oh, my God. Some of you knew better. I don't know why. I, maybe you did something 20. Man, I got people in this building that did stuff maybe 20, 30 years ago, and the guilt of that thing tries to come back. Maybe you've dealt with addiction. Maybe you, you, you feel guilty about seasons of life. Maybe you made some, maybe, maybe, maybe you, your Christian walk wasn't always easy. But here's what I know. Don't let the guilt of yesterday damage the future relationships of today. Forgiveness sometimes isn't about just not seeing change. It's got two elements. Let's just say this. Forgiveness, let's just say this, forgiveness does one thing, but recreating a relationship does something else, okay? And you got to realize that. Guilt, sometimes we got to receive the forgiveness, right? Sometimes we got to give the forgiveness, sometimes we got to receive the forgiveness, but then we got to get to the fact, the fact over here that if we're going to resume relationship with people, we're going to have to go to another level. Because forgiveness is what you do as the offended person, let's say. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you, I got to forgive. So either I got to forgive myself or I got to forgive somebody or I got to ask somebody for forgiveness. That's usually there. But resuming the relationship means we're going to have to start staying together. It's more than just I'm sorry, it's okay. It's about, hey, I want to change our future relationship and I'm not going to allow the guilt of the past to be the picture I see for our future. So restoring relationship might require restoring your relationship with God, restoring relationship with others. It might require a place of repentance. You know what I mean? We're going to have to get to a place where we repent. 
You know, in the church world, you know, sometimes we say, well, you know, I, no, I, I live in a position of repentance because I know I'm going to miss the mark. And the Bible says that that's for my conscience. See, when we ask God to forgive us, we're really not asking God to forgive us because he separated from us. We ask God to forgive us because we separated from him. Does that make sense? God never separates from us. I know, guys, people are like, well, you know if you sin. No, no, no. God, God annihilated sin once and for all. So when we, it's like this. God never separates from us. But when we separate from him in, in our actions, when we repent, it restores our, restores our confidence by our confession that we've reconnected. Now, God never leave you nor forsake you. So what do I got to do? Sometimes there might be some stuff you got to repent about. I mean, but here's the big thing about repent. Once you repent, once and for all, bury it. Because here's the most important things. Sometimes, forgive me, I'm sorry. Repentance might be admitting I'm wrong and I'm truly sorry about this. The Bible says godly repentance might bring sorrow, but on the other side of that sorrow is the joy. Because here's the thing. Some things in life... The rest, God made restitution towards man, but sometimes man has to have forgiveness towards God. What do I mean by that? You mean, that sounds just so wild, Pastor Chris. Because I mean, here's the thing. I think it's important. I don't want to delay my life. And sometimes if I don't get to this place of forgiving others and forgiving myself, I stay stuck in a moment of time. And that's one of the things that I really see guilt does. It delays your life. It keeps you stuck in the past. It's, you got to be careful. Man, I can't, you know, some people have, it's dangerous. Some people have, um, you know, God wants you not to have to live a life of guilt. It's so important to him that you don't have to do it, that he sent Jesus to provide the sacrifice for it. God can bring good things out of really some bad decisions. But here's the most important thing you got to realize He's trying to get rid of the guilt out of your life so you can live in the freedom to walk free in what he's provided for you. And what do I mean when I say that? I mean this, and this is so true. I think this is so true and so good. I'm going to take my time here. That this is so important for me and you to really pull this thing in. God wants a far better life for me and you than we realize. He doesn't want me to live with guilt. And here's the thing. He said you don't have to. Now, man, that's going to sound like, man, that's a stretch. It's not a stretch. Because once we give our guilt to him, he already paid the price for it. Now, man, I'm telling you what. And you say, Pastor Chris, but if I, if I repent, he'll forget. That's the thing about God. He's a forgiver and a forgetter. We're going to talk about it in a minute. But I don't want you living with the burden of it. I don't want you living trapped with it. And I don't want you living in a season where you can't let go of it. That's why Paul said this. He said, I forget the past, and I press towards the prize for the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. What's that mean? That means let go of the past. Now, listen, I want to stay here for a minute because I think it's important. It's dangerous if you don't allow yourself to let go of the guilt. Now, listen, some people you and I know, maybe it's you, maybe people you know, are living the, the ramifications of a decision they made years ago. And it's affecting their today. 
and it's produced some insecurities in there today. It's produced, it's produced some problems in there today, even though Jesus Christ took care of it 2,000 years ago. So here's the thing. You have authority over this. Man, I feel like people are going to get set free from this. You have authority over it because of the blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed you from it. Just access by faith right now for the change and transformation that's waiting for you. It's waiting for you. It's already been provided. Man, if you can't get that picture out of your mind today, praise be to God. He nailed it to the cross so you don't have to carry it in the earth. Praise be to God. God, That's what makes God. The Bible says uh, God, God in the goodness of God leads a man to repentance. You know, it was even said, God wants, God wants such a better life for you. He has to put his thoughts in your head. That's where we started, amen? Look what it says here in the Message Bible in Proverbs 6, 16. In the Message Bible, Proverbs 6, 16. Guilt is banished through love and truth. Fear of God deflects evil. Man, that is so good. Guilt is banished through love and truth. God's got his love and the truth of the word of God to set you free. And God's love, and I'm gonna tell you what, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So the fear of the Lord is important because how many of you know some of these, now, must, now hang on, here's where I'm gonna roll over your toes a little bit. Gonna roll my little, burp, burp, you know, like with a little steam truck. Burp, you know, I always think of that. You ever watch cartoons, you know, when you were a kid, you know, and they got those big steamrollers, like, and you know, man, and, that, and it, it would be standing there, you know, what was that like? You know, Wiley Eye, Coyote, or no, is that the beep beep guy? Beep beep. You know, right? And you'd be standing there, Roadrunner, and like you'd, Roadrunner would be trying to take off, and he'd stop, and then he'd roll them over with the steamroller. You know, y'all know what I'm. Don't don't pretend I'm dating myself. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And you see these commercials, and he rolls over, and then like he's like a flat as a board. Well, let me roll over you for a little bit. You might be flat as a board, but promise you, you're coming back. All right. Listen, some of the some easy now some of the the guilt you're feeling right now was because of some of your irresponsible decisions in life. Okay, that being said, don't worry about it. Some of the guilt you're feeling now was because of unfair treatment you dealt with in life. Some of the guilt, who knows where it came from, let's get rid of all of it. So what do I do? Number one, here's the big one, ready? You might, you might, you might have to admit you made a mistake. Okay, I'm just trying, this is my takeaway. Here's the way I get at it. I don't care. Look, I've been in this thing where I created it. Somebody else caused it. They caused it. I created worse. I, I, I said stuff. Look, you could be guilty about something you said a decade ago, and it could, be, it could be really bothering you now. I've seen people with guilt about so many different things they've carried in life, and they don't know they can overcome it through the power of authority. It's true. What maybe you didn't do, what maybe, you, don't worry about it. So here's the thing. Maybe you have to admit you made a mistake. Remember our scripture? If the guy doesn't make the mistake, the guy that doesn't admit he made a mistake, he doesn't really have a bright future. So I could get, now let me ask you a question. Doesn't that have to do a little bit with pride? Well, it ain't me. I didn't, it ain't me. It's them. Well, it might be them. But pride does what? Pride holds on to its own idea and does not yield, submit, and surrender. I'm going to be right. No, no, no. Listen, if you made a mistake, God's not surprised. God already knows you made a mistake. It isn't going to change 
the perception God has for you, okay? God already knows the truth. Didn't he say love and truth is the way to overcome guilt? Okay, so let's get the truth and let's get the love. So you might have to repent. So here's the good news. What happens if I made a mistake and I ask God for forgiveness? Here's one big one. God forgives you instantly and automatically. Okay, this is good now. Now, this is good. Now, you got to get this. What do you mean God forgives? Here's the thing. The very minute and moment you admit that you did something, God forgives you. Now, here's the cool part about forgiveness, all right? I've been saying this for a long time. I don't feel forgiven. Okay, don't worry about what you feel. Your feelings will catch up. That's just the voice of your body. Write this down. Remember this. You forgive by faith, and then your feelings will catch up. What does that mean? This is an act of obedience. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Here's the problem with people, right? And I want you to see this. Restoration, I'm going to say this, and you're going to think this is wild when I say it. Restoration has more, or restitution has more to do with feeling than forgiveness. Okay, now I'm going to explain it. Forgiveness is a sorrowful attitude, a repentive attitude, but restoration and restitution is going to be actions that show you I really have been forgiven or I really asked for forgiveness. You understand what I'm saying? So like if you, if you like, if you say like in a, in a marriage, right? Okay. You say husband and wife, you out there, you fight in, you know, people fight or something like that. You fight in and say, you're like, oh, I'm, I, oh, forgive me. Well, when your spouse forgives, what happens? Okay. So that, but if you keep doing the same stuff over and over and over and over and over, there's not that restoration and restitution that needs to be made for what? Not just that. Safety. And how about this? Trust. Okay? So God's working the same system with you. Oh, oh, you want forgiveness, Pastor Chris, from God? Okay, I'll give you my forgiveness because I've given you my forgiveness freefully and willfully. Okay, you might walk away and go, well, I don't feel forgiven. Well, God's like, I don't know if you really are, if you really are really serious about asking for forgiveness because where's the, where's the change that is required to walk after the man that's been forgiven? Meaning this, there should be a life change. There shouldn't just be the, I shouldn't be doing the same stuff over and over and over and over for the 20 years of Christianity I've been walking in. See, Christianity in this place of authority has given me victory over all the stuff that's trying to tell me that it's defeated me. That is what we're trying to do. We're trying to motivate me and you to the strength of using our authority to overcome the things that have been hindering us. Here's a big one too. God forgives me instantly. If I don't feel forgiven, don't freak out. It's by faith. Father, I'm asking you to forgive me of whatever it is you're asking for forgiveness of. And the minute you ask for forgiveness, God goes, forgiven. But I don't feel it. That's because this is what starts happening with guilt. It starts affecting your emotional response, not just to God, but to your environment. It's the truth, man. It'll make you insecure. 
It'll take your confidence. Remember those things we talked about? It's true. So get it under the blood because God forgives freely. You don't earn it and you don't deserve it. That is so good. You can't earn it and you don't deserve it. But he gave it free. That's what the Bible says. Freely he's forgiven. Freely he's given the blessing of the Lord. Man, oh, man. And God, I'm going to tell you another thing. Watch this one. He wipes away your sin completely. You're absolutely clean. I'm telling you, sometimes we try guilt, shame, all this stuff. It's starting to get away. Since you, you feel all this stuff, now nah, we're breaking these cycles and we're stepping in a brand new season that God has for us. One of the things I really want you to know about this was this. What was I talking in the beginning about? This is the key. God has given you the authority to overcome all the works of the enemy trying to hold you trapped from the potential that he has given you. That is so important. You have authority. I want you to see this. You have authority over guilt. We're, we're talking about all You have authority over shame. You have authority over fear. You have authority over everything that the enemy is trying to put on you. Why? Because he's trying to hold back your God-given potential. This is so important. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking of something as I was sitting here. What do you mean you have power and authority? This series about being in authority over what, what is challenging you is all about this. And I want you to pull this in. I think it's so important. I was thinking about this. I remember struggling with stuff that the enemy was bringing, like pictures of my past. You know, it's like, oh, you know what? The enemy would just kind of like, the, the enemy would show you pictures of your past or he would speak like, oh, you're, you remember like, man, I start, I remember being a young Christian and he'd be like, how can you be a good Christian and you're thinking those evil thoughts? You've been there? You know what I mean? You're thinking like ungodly stuff in your mind. How could you do this? You know, you're supposed to be this. And the condemnation and the accuser of the brethren. And then what he would really do was he would amplify some of the mistakes you've made in life. Some of the things you maybe did in your past, lost, or even in God. We're going to put a stop to that today. Jesus has forgiven you once and for all forever. And once you understand the power of of authority to overcome the guilt that the enemies tried to place on you, you can live free from guilt in the future. And that is the most powerful point I can give you today. If you take the word of God and apply it to your life, it will stop. You know, it's almost like it creates a fear of failure, so you don't even try to be free from it. That's the power of guilt. It tries to create this picture of failure, so you go, well, I don't even want to try to be next level because I just keep going back to this place. No, as you ask God by faith to help you today, you're going to overcome the pictures of the past. You're going to overcome the systems of, of the past, and you're going to step into tomorrow, the brand new you, you were right and created to be. You know, one of the most important things I think I could tell you as I'm getting ready today is this. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Never been one like you before. God never takes the newness off of your relationship. He just adds to it daily. The Bible says God's mercies are new every morning. Amen. It's a perpetual cleansing, a perpetual newness, and it never ends based upon your performance. That's the key of righteousness. 
He who knew no sin became sin. So you who knew sin could be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Everything we want. Man, I was looking at that scripture. Almost, that Colossians 2.14. Everything we were once were in Adam has been placed onto his cross and nailed permanently. There's a public display of cancellation. Jesus. So, man, if you got to go and say, well, where's my, I put my shame? Put it on the cross. What about that? Put it on the cross. What about this? Put it on the cross. What about the problems I created? Put it on the cross. Why? Because what Jesus did once and for all on the cross of Calvary has given me and you freedom for eternity, yesterday, today, and forever. One of the things I was thinking about was, I was kind of pulling that in, was I remember being that young, a new Christian and growing in this stuff and just feeling such condemnation because the enemy would just hammer you for why are you thinking like that? Or why did you there? Or why? Why is? I mean, I remember in the beginning it was like almost overwhelming because like you you just feel like you feel you feel guilty and you feel and you didn't know. And then I started learning about my authority, and I said, "No, you can't put that on me." I started understanding my rights. Started under my spiritual responsibility, and I started speaking the word of God and telling the enemy, "No, you know it's like Jesus. You know, one of the things I want you to think about is this." When the, when the devil came and tempted Jesus, and I'm going to let you go here in a minute. When the devil came and tempted Jesus, if you really think about what it was, he said, if you are the son of God, it was, I felt, and this is just my perspective on it, and I'll explain it. I felt like there were three issues of Jesus using his God-given authority in the wrong way. He said, if you are, because what was Jesus' authority going to do? His, he was given the authority to do the miraculous. Turn that stone into bread. He said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to use my authority wrong. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to slip from the place of authority my father gave. If you are, he said, he said, cast yourself down. He said, you know, he said, if you are, go up there and cast, he said, he said, I could call angels to come get me. He said, no. He said, if you are, give me your worship. Give me, give me the authority. He had the authority to rule the world. Give me it. Take it away. Use it wrong. Do something wrong with it. He's fighting you for authority in the earth. But I got news for you. You got authority over him. And because you got authority over him, as you start taking authority, when those thoughts of guilt start coming, you got the word today to tell you, I take authority over that in Jesus' name. I'm not staying linked to my past. I'm free because of what Jesus Christ has done for me on Calvary. I'm not staying linked to those memories of the past. I'm not staying linked to those mindsets of the past. I'm not staying linked to a season of life that was. I'm not staying linked to words that were spoken. I'm not staying linked to this stuff. I'm breaking free because of the authority and the power of the anointing that's on my life to set me free from the pain of guilt because just like Isaiah said, my God in heaven, remember we read it? I'm gonna read it to you, right? He says, he was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. He put it on Jesus so I don't have to take it on me. Guys, that's the best news of the day. And if you need to pray, I'm going to pray with you right now. And we're going to see God move supernaturally in your life. Hallelujah. Ain't that good news? So let me pray for you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Now, I'm just, I, I really want your faith. So if you're doing something, stop. Just stay, just stay still for a minute. Just if you're driving, of course you can. But if you're there at your house or you're watching this, just watching by the podcast, webcast, any kind of outreach. Right now, just take a minute. I really want you to connect your faith to me because I think all of us battle an arena of guilt somewhere. Let's go. Father, in the name of Jesus, the, we've learned some powerful truths today to use our authority against guilt. We're going to learn a lot more powerful truths these next couple of weeks about how to be an overcomer with the enemies trying to hold me back and trap me to. So right now, by faith, I take my faith and I break the power of guilt off of their life. I release the anointing. The Bible says that the anointing is a burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. It can change and transform the life of men and women. So, Father, right now, by faith, I release the anointing to change and transform their life. I release the anointing to remove the pictures of the past. I release the anointing to transform the abilities that have been held back because they felt they didn't have the confidence to do it. I release the anointing right now to bring revelation, knowledge, and understanding that they see and know greater than ever before. And I break the power of guilt right now. There's people out there, you've made, you made decisions, and you've been guilt-filled guilt for decades of your life. That weight is coming off of your shoulder right now. That burden is being released from you right now. That lack of ability to function and seize life is being released right now. The power of God is making a way where there seems to be no way, and we are breaking the spirit of guilt that's come upon you because of the blood of Jesus Christ has set you free from every guilt-ridden fear, every guilt-ridden apprehension, and every guilt-filled picture of the past. I break it now in Jesus' name, and we thank you, Lord, for total freedom. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, and everybody said Amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord, man. I pray today just really encourage you. I know it encouraged me. One of the things I was thinking about as I was getting ready to come in this series, I was like, man, what is this about? It's about authority over these things that the enemy tries to put on you to keep you back from living your God-filled potential. That's our job. We're going to get your God-filled potential so you could do and everything that God has called you to do and everything you could be. God will show you as you walk forward with him. Well, praise God. Guys, listen, I can't wait to see you Sunday morning, 1030. We're ready. We're in the house. Everybody say, in the house. Amen. Sunday's 1030 in the morning. Don't forget, Wednesday night, fully online. Sunday night, Chris Arnold TV. We've got another great show coming to you each and every Sunday night at 6 p.m., Stay updated, stay tuned in, share. Please keep sharing the messages. You don't know how many people you're helping. It's the modern day evangelism. So help us reach the world. I love you, I miss you. I've gotten to see some of you. I got to connect with some of you through some stuff, social media stuff. But I just want you to know, I, I, we carry you in our heart. We're praying for you daily, and we're believing that this next season of life is gonna be your best season of life. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. I'll see you soon. Love you guys, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.